We're thinking if this is either gonna be one amazing cool party, or it's gonna be a little creepy and weird. Journey with me as we go back to New Orleans into the heart of Mardi Gras 2018. I'm Frank Bernardo, and this is Deconstructing This. This all began when I first saw the magic of Mardi Gras when I went to school in New Orleans. It was a dream of mine to someday ride on a Mardi Gras float. For my 50th birthday, my wife Sabrina and son Colby managed to somehow find a way to do just that, and we all went to the Mardi Gras in 2017, and Colby and I got to ride on a crew of mid-city float. We got back home and told our friends about the incredible time we had we were able to talk our good friends, Jeff and Amanda, to come back with us to New Orleans and experience Mardi Gras with us again on a float in 2018. I recorded the trip as it unfolded to bring you along with us. I started out before the trip asking them some basic questions of what they knew about Mardi Gras. Here's how it all began. Personally, I don't think it's gonna be creepy and weird. I think there's gonna be elements that are, like you're saying, alternate universe, something we've never experienced, which I think is really cool and exciting. But I do think it's gonna be a party like we've never been to either. So it'll be interesting, we're excited. So I'm definitely excited. Are you saying it's like a party? Are you describing Mardi Gras as a party? Is that the word that's coming to the top for you? I think so. I, I feel like it's an over the top extended party event, right, that just, flows day to night in different elements, but I would imagine all of the components that we're gonna be a part of are pretty much kind of a party or celebration, right? I should put it that way. And neither of us have been to New Orleans or even Louisiana for that matter. So we're not quite sure how we're gonna take all this in. You know, we're only gauging these judgments on our experiences of talking to other people about it. So we have no idea. So we land in New Orleans on the Thursday night before Mardi Gras to join in on a weekend full of events. Little did we know that the cab couldn't take us to the hotel because the road was blocked by a parade route. He lets us off in the French Quarter with our luggage to make our way around the floats. The transition has begun as we catch our first beads of the weekend. I check in with our guests after their first day to see how it's going. I, I expected the Bourbon Street part, like to me, the balconies, the throwing beads from the balconies, the partying, the girls doing stuff for the, the um, beads. That part I expected. The float parades, I had no idea that existed. Like when you even said we're going to be on a float, right? I don't even think I knew what that meant because I've never even seen this parade, right? Like, I just assumed you'd be part of something that was throwing the beads like on Bourbon Street. Like, I don't know what that entailed. I just don't think I even fathomed that a parade like this, which are so, like, avant-garde and extravagant, like, I didn't expect any of that at all. It's way more like Thanksgiving Day Parade, like, big parade. And I imagine, and there's so many of them, like I would not have known that ever. 
What's really funny about this is I sat them down before we left and I specifically asked them questions and showed them pictures of what they were about to experience. The truth is, it's impossible to explain. You just have to see it to believe it. Here they are describing to me what they're about to experience. Yet when they got there, they had no idea what they were in for. 1890s. Late 1890s, Rex Parade. Uh, looks like a float, couple floats, big floats coming down the street. Wow, over 100 years ago. And hundreds of thousands of people again, pack, packing the streets. Jeff summarizes his experience after day one. Well, what's interesting is we think of Mardi Gras with the stories we hear, which are, you know, the debauchery or the, the what seems like weird stuff, right? Because it's not our norm. But we really, sh like everything else in life, we shouldn't prejudge that until we experience it, right? And in this case, experiencing it, and I'm still halfway through, right? There's a lot of, there's a lot of um, almost psychology or depth behind what's happening. If you step back and watch it from a few layers back versus just the basic, okay, she's throwing beats to him and he's throwing beats to her, right? Especially the top hat stroll today. There was so many dynamics going on that you can't really explain unless you experience it. Would you still say creeping weird today at the halfway point? No, because it's, uh, it, it's, th there's, there's a feeling, a vibe, and a meaning behind it, right? And you can't, you can't uh, express that unless you experience it. Like, like every damn thing else in life. In life, like everything in life. Life is all experiences. Well said, well said. By day two, they're bought in. Here's Jeff explaining that experience he just had on Bourbon Street, a tradition of the members of the crew of Mid-City before the big parade. Come around. Like the tuba. I know, you got it's right, all you right there. Right, you have your own band. And these guys, we're all covered in pink, pink beads. Yeah. And we're all looking for right? When we come around the corner, People are, people are like, they're like stopping, looking. They hear the band first because the band's starting, right? And everybody now starts pulling up their phones, videoing, taking pictures, right? And everybody wants our beads because there's not many big pink beads. Like the pink is a brilliant color because there's not many pink beads out there. And then because our beads are bigger, right? You're like bead ballers. Bead ballers. We're like people. And all of a sudden, people start coming. What are we going to do to get those? Can I have one? Can I have one? Okay, you know, what are we going to do to get one? Blah, blah, blah. Now, you got to pick who gets them and at what time to give them out, right? So, but when you come around the corner, right onto Bourbon, and you just look up and like that's going on, and you look up, people, you're like, you're like, it, it's, it's an experience, you know? And you're just like this, you're like, and I go, Frank, you've got to take all this in right now. Right? We're on the middle of the street. We're the center of attention. We're right behind the band. Right? And everybody's screaming at us. It was. Like, that moment was really cool. Okay, it's Mardi Gras time, and off to the big parade, where we dress up in full costume and get tons of beads and head out to hundreds of thousands of people. 
to enjoy the big parade. Step aside, step aside. How old, how young, there's something magical about New Orleans and the Mardi Gras that transforms unsuspecting visitors, no matter how much you prepare them. It's not like real world. Like I said to him, like I'm saying to him a couple times, I go, is this in America? Like, where the hell are we? Right? I still Stop feel, in a moment yeah, well, I still feel like I'm in Universal. Like, we're in Universal. But, like, this is a real street. Like, this is really happening. And it's far, I mean, as we can see, as far as I'm looking down, Bees flying off the things, screaming, thing, boom, boom, and like. Well, I'm going to New Orleans. I want to see that muddy ground. Yes, I am. Is that incredible? How would you describe it? Yeah, like what you thought? Is it what you thought? It's, it's funny because there's a lot of stuff left over, and I actually feel like. I, I should have thrown more at the beginning. Like, there were people that I wanted to give to, and I'm holding, and, and then the people at the end, I was chucking fast as I was. For the last four blocks. Just chucking, opening, chucking, opening. Unbelievable. And the stuff we had, you didn't know we'd have all this stuff. We had so many crazy things, and like, we're like, don't give it good stuff yet, or yes, now give it. What I like, what I like is when it's slower, and you can connect with people, and you look at them, and you make a connection, you like, you, Throw it to you and they catch it like anything. Yeah. Or like a little girl. And I'm like, come here. And then I throw it to her. Like, yeah. And she's like, yeah. Like, because you can make an event for that, a connection with the person. Better than just putting it in the air and it becomes nothing. Some people are so excited. They just wanted this cup and I got a cup and you get, thank you. And I've got adrenaline rush. We're not quite sure how we're going to take all this in. You know, we're only gauging these judgments on our experiences of talking to other people about it. So we have no idea. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans and miss it each night and day? I know I'm not wrong. The feeling's getting stronger the longer I stay away. Time to put those Mardi Gras times aside until next time as we step back into reality. My Mardi Gras podcast wouldn't be complete without a clip from a song I wrote and recorded back when I lived in New Orleans after a fun Mardi Gras weekend. And in the true magic of New Orleans, what's really profound is that somehow I just knew that I'd be back again to enjoy the parade with my good friends in another mystical Mardi Gras time. It's almost time for me to leave the scene But like the carnival we're building tomorrow's dreams For now we're drifting further away But only to enjoy the parade again someday
That's it for the Deconstructing This episode, Mardi Gras. Special thanks to my wife Sabrina, my son Colby, Jeff Fertuschny, and Amanda Elias for a fantastic Mardi Gras weekend and for helping out with the show. I'm Frank Bernardo. Deconstructing This is an original podcast by Engineering Express. Experience next-generation engineering at engineeringexpress.com. Oh, and I brought my 360-degree camera so you can experience what we saw for yourself. Find links on the deconstructingthis.com website in the Mardi Gras episode. Thanks for listening.